Welcome to the Sal Vetri Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the channel and the podcast. Today, we have a Tuesday seven-game NBA slate to break down in. By all accounts, I'm doing this as some of the fourth quarters are still going on and third quarters in the NBA on Monday night, but I have uh, most of the Vegas odds. I have most of the stuff somewhat projected and really taking a look at injury news and all the stuff that matters for our previews that we like to do usually in the early mornings and if you're watching this in the early afternoons leading up until the games start. So if for some reason somebody ends up getting hurt later in these games and I don't have them, then it's a major injury to Kawhi Leonard or something, right? And I know these teams aren't on back-to-backs, but if something is not discussed and they aren't, back to back by some chance that is why it'll be updated in the projections over on patreon throughout the day linked up down below if you're indeed interested welcome if you're brand new here to the podcast to the youtube channel make yourself at home and enjoy the community and if you will and want to hit the subscribe button i urge you to it helps me out a ton as an independent content creator if you get any value from this podcast episode or youtube video i would greatly appreciate that but without further ado, let's get into this video, and we'll start with the injury news for this seven-game Tuesday slate. I love it. We get the six, the eight, the seven, the nine, the six. That's what we're getting like the next week of slate sizes. So starting in Boston, the main injury news here is that Kemba Walker has already been ruled out. And the biggest thing that you're going to get is just Jason Tatum playing probably the best three or four game stretch of basketball, a lot of that with Kemba being out, of maybe his career at this point looking like the deserving all-star that he was this past year. And you're getting Tatum with Kemba Walker off the court in a sample size of 779 minutes for Tatum this season, 32% usage rate. Jalen Brown is number two on the team with a 26.7% usage rate in 616 minutes of play. Gordon Hayward would come in third in 22.4% usage, 561 minutes. So the three names that you would expect, and honestly, some of them are not priced like they should be, and we'll get into that later on, but that's where the usage is going. If you're looking at the fantasy point per minute production, Jason Tatum, 1.32 fantasy point per minute producer. You have Gordon Hayward as a 1.08 guy, and Jalen Brown as a 1.05 fantasy point per minute producer. Marcus Smart is priced where he should be, but should see around 30 or 32 minutes of play tonight. Marcus Smart will be around a 1.05. 03 fantasy point per minute producer. So huge impacts for those guys. Brad Wanamaker might see some minutes off the bench, but still below a 0.8 fantasy point per minute guy. Not really anything I want to get to all that much. Chicago continues to be banged up in their backcourt, but now your frontcourt, now you don't have one Carter Jr. just doubtful or out. He's actually listed as questionable with an ankle. Maybe we finally see him and they can use it. Um, splitting up 45 to 48 minutes, 45 in the last game, 48 is what you would expect out of the center position. Most nights from Cristiano Felicio and Daniel Gafford has not seemed to go all that well. Now Gafford coming back from an injury and we know neither of these players are uh, perennial all-stars or anything, but has not gone all at all that well at all they're down they could really use one Carter jr there and he's only 4900 now if he was to play i would expect him to be on some sort of heavy minutes limit of 20 or so um, with the injury that he's had to the lower body ankle but keep a close eye on that Otto porter is doubtful luke cornett is out once again denzel valentine is doubtful and you had chandler hutchinson he just got a quarter zone shot the past couple of days into his shoulder so he is not going to play at all anytime soon so What you get there is more opportunities for around 48 minutes or so to be split between Daniel Gafford and Cristiano Felicio at low price points. They both were terrible last night, uh, or if you're watching this on Tuesday, two nights ago, two days ago. Um, So not great, but again, it's a one-game sample, and they're just going to have opportunity. And then also just with no Chandler Hutchinson and none of these other players, Chris Dunn still out, you keep getting Kobe White looking like a fine play. Jack Harrison should play 20 minutes if that's your cup of tea. Um, So Chicago, once again, a mess of a team. In Detroit, Bruce Brown is questionable with the knee. We actually got to see Derrick Rose play 28 minutes. I feel pretty good projecting him at 28 to 30 minutes for this game tonight. 
So with that said, I think Derrick Rose looks interesting. He looks even better if Bruce Brown is out. If Bruce Brown was to miss, it would make Linkston Galloway look um, a lot better as well. Golden State, Andrew Wiggins officially was ruled uncertain, but then he got upgraded to probable, so he should return at 7,800. Marquise Chris and Draymond Green are both questionable. If Draymond was to miss, he'd probably get another nice spot for Eric Pascal. Maybe he could actually deliver this time, and then he would get some more Kevon Looney upside in minutes. Allen Smiley will leave it out as well if Marquise Chris was to miss. In Indiana, lots of injury news here for really their guards in their backcourt. So Jeremy Lamb is going to be out for the season. If you watch the game, it was similar to, um, they're calling it, this. the recovery would be similar to an ACL recovery, but it's not an ACL injury, but it is knee surgery. He's going to miss the rest of the season, but he made both of his free throws after that happening. So pretty cool moment there, at least for him. Uh, but now he's out for the season. You get no, vi- or Victor Oladipo is uncertain. So we'll call him questionable with a back injury. I'm going to at least project him to miss this one. And Edmund Sumner, Edmund Sumner, who missed the pass game, questionable with a hip. Sumner should play somewhere in the mid-teens if Oladipo is out, especially with Lamb being out. But just because Jeremy Lamb is out, and if I'm going to expect Oladipo to be out, you're going to, one, get increased in in bigger minutes in probably the mid-30s for Malcolm Brogdon, 34-35. But you're going to get even more minutes for Aaron Holiday, who started the last game. TJ McConnell uh, honestly should push push the upper 20s for somebody like Holiday, maybe even McConnell as well. For Brooklyn and Milwaukee, um, you had Brooke Lopez miss uh, on Monday night. So now in the second night of a back-to-back, we'll see if he misses again or if Robin Lopez and Marvin Williams are going to split the center duties for a game that went into overtime. But he's going to be deemed, at least right now, while I record this question, both a back injury. Marcus Hall going to miss again, and Serge Ibaka is just too cheap in the mid-6K range. He's going to play 30 to 32 minutes. And then finally for Toronto, Patrick McCall is questionable with an illness. We're going to skip the target offense sheet since only about half of these totals or so, if that are out right now. But I'll go right into the early interests. Um, and the last thing, actually, I'll call out before we get into it, Damian Lillard, for those of you who have not been paying attention, he is also going to be out. Um, so just keep a close eye on that. You just saw a 70-plus point performance from CJ McCollum his last time out in the two games that Lillard. McCollum's dropped 50 and 70-plus, and now he's still only, I say, only 9K on DraftKings, but with no Damian Lillard on the court this season, almost 600-minute sample size for CJ McCollum. He has a 31.5% usage rate. Carmelo Anthony in over 400 minutes has a 26.4% usage rate. Those are the two highest on the team. Point per minute production is McCollum. It has now risen from 1.2 two nights ago, two games ago, now 1.27. Hassan Whitehead's at 1.15. Carmelo Anthony at 0.99. So those are the three main pieces that you want to look at. Anthony Simons is actually a 0.88 guy in 616 minutes with Lillard off the court. So although he hasn't been producing as much, if he gets the minutes, he is somebody to keep an eye on as well as um, still in the 3K range. So I've, I've, as always, I have right here 20 players listed on the sheet for the Tuesday, seven game slate. If you are indeed right now still here and still watching, I will let you know that I do have projections for the NBA every single day. Every single day we have done the projections so far this NBA season. Every single day, except for just one day, they were not updated up until lock. And they were updated pretty much every single time until about 6.30 that one night my flight got delayed while I was in the air and just had no access to the internet on that flight. I was shit out of luck if you will. So um, yeah, every single day you can check those out, updated up throughout lock to lock and throughout lock interest pools updated as well. Value rankings, minutes, point projections, all that stuff. So check that out on Patreon if you want, as well as the XFL content, PGA content. And I will be announcing very shortly if I'll be doing MLB, YouTube and or Patreon content. I lean more towards getting definite YouTube videos out. It's just a matter of balancing four sports as a one person show. I don't want it to take away from the quality of other sports. 
But at that time in, in mid-April when the MLB starts, XFL will be in the final week of the playoffs for them. Pretty easy to balance two teams at that point. The NBA will be approaching the postseason. League gets cuts in, cut in half or so, only four games a night. So it might be something that will be will be able to get well balanced at that point. PGA is just a couple of days a week in the early week, and then the games or the event starts. So we'll have announcements on that as that gets a little bit closer. But I will also call out Fantasy Draft linked up above. If you have not yet gone over on Fantasy Draft, I have had like one or two people each video since I've been sponsoring them this month reach out to me and just say in the comments, I'm going to try Fantasy Draft. It makes sense, right? So if you're a cash game player, yes, it makes sense. You're not going to get 10 to 15% rake. Uh, On Fantasy Draft, you're going to pay less than a half a percentage per month, and you're actually going to get all of that money in the contest if you win. I don't have as many contests or any higher prize pool contests because they're still growing, right? They're one of the smaller companies that are trying to get an edge by using a rake-free format. But I would urge you to check out Fantasy Draft. It is if you are somebody who plays lower stakes, if you are somebody who actually cares about tracking the ROI of their bankrolls and wants a better shot at winning money and upside. Yeah, Fantasy Draft is probably the spot for you. Um, I, they're linked up down below their NBA lobby. You can check them out down there. So, 20 players on this list. It, look, it's completely different than last night. Last night, you had every single player on the slate looked fantastic because they were all underpriced and everybody above $8,500 from Bam Adebayo all the way up to Giannis and didn't even get saved by overtime, but um, all the way up to all those guys. Harden, obviously, is once Russell Westbrook gets scratched. Everybody looked fantastic. Tonight, you got Giannis again, so there's that coming off of an overtime game. And then you get both the Lakers and Anthony Davis and LeBron in fantastic spots against New Orleans. And on here, I like Anthony Davis a little bit more when you just factor in the overall price point of Anthony Davis the actual matchup for him against this team, a guy with a 27.4% usage rate on cleaning the glass when you take out garbage time. If you don't, it's a 29.1% usage rate, a guy with a 15.4% rebounding rate. You know what he can do um, in terms of block upside steals for a big, and then obviously the rebounding rate. He's fantastic. He's about a 1.45 fantasy point per minute producer as of late, and now he has a strong matchup. But this slate just calls for totally different than last night's slate. Like you had so much upside and a lot of value you can do anything you wanted with the studs and really just get the perfect lineup jammed in there whereas tonight on this slate it's it's a lot of guys in the seven and six and five k range that stand out surely some guys in the nine and eight k range but there's just not a lot of options like McCollum at 9k flat versus Boston with no Kemba Walker still looks good to me a guy who's going to run out there with a 35 percent usage rate and average 1.3 fantasy points per minute with no Lillard on the court for 36 to 38 minutes yeah I like CJ McCollum once again, again, he's a 1.27 guy with Lillard off the court this year, and that's only improving in 37 minutes of play. I'm fine with this price point on him on this type of a slate. Uh, I haven't played DeMontis Savonis in a while because he's been priced at the 95 to 98 to $9,300 range. At 9K against Charlotte, I start to get there where Charlotte is a bottom five team in points in the paint, and they're allowing the highest rebounding rate over the last month of the season. A guy like Savonis starts to look really good to me. Again, he's priced up still at this 9K range, but it's something that I'm fine getting to at 24% usage and as a big having a 21% assist straight really helps you uh, escape days where your field goal percentage isn't there. Jason Tatum, like I mentioned, I mean, you, you have Tatum right now leading this team in usage. You have him leading the team in point per minute production at this point in the year without Kemba Walker to just reiterate 1.32 fantasy point per minute producer in 779 minutes without Kemba Walker on the court this year. And when you're looking at some of the other stuff for him, his assist percentage is all the way up right now. Um, hovering around 16%. So it goes up a little bit. And then if you're looking at really just the overall usage rate, that's where it really spikes off at 32.4%. So he looks good at 8,800. I prefer probably 
uh, Hayward and Jalen Brown at the cheaper end, just if you're trying to jam in guys up here, like I'd get to McCollum before getting to Tatum, but they all look fantastic. Uh, getting to this next range, I'll kind of gloss over Pascal Siakam, but just know he'll be in a player pool for me. Kyle Lowry, the minutes are jumping up and down 32, 35, 37. You get 34 to 35 out of him in this matchup. It's going to look good. A 1.1 guy this season. Uh, De'Aaron Fox, again, uh, it's, it's a broken record with me every single time. I project him for 34 minutes. He looks fantastic in a matchup against Golden State where the pace should be up. The defensive matchup should be absolutely fantastic for De'Aaron Fox. And then you're getting this guy as of right now. Currently, his shot chart is something that um, I love to see. So he's not shooting a ton from three. He never has. He's not a three-point shooter. He shoots 18% of his shots from three. He shoots 44% of his shots at the basket, top 10 percentile for all guards in the league. That's great because you're obviously finishing at the basket with a higher percentile shot. 44% of his shots come at the rim. 30% of his shots come short mid-range. So not the mid-range that you're thinking of by the elbow, short, like in between that and the basket. So he's getting high percentage shots that are just going to go in and be more productive 74% of the time when he's out there for 34 minutes. When you factor in the, this, um, the upside of his overall usage um, being right now 33% and his assist percentage 35%, you get a ton of assists and a ton of high upside shots at a price tag of 7600 It's too cheap. Gordon Hayward should be about a 1.1 fantasy point per minute producer, should see his usage rate and also his assist percentage hover in the, the mid-20s now with no Kemba on the court. Christian Wood, 7,300, has been playing off the bench. It has not mattered at all for Christian Wood, who continues to see 30-plus minutes because of there's no Marcus Morris there now, so they just have to fill minutes at this point. They really don't like giving Sekou Demboye 30-plus minutes because he's just not that productive. Christian Wood, at this point, being a 20% uh, usage guy playing off the bench in his point-per-minute production now above 1.3 with all these other guys off the court you love to see it 53% of his shot attempts are coming at the rim and he actually does shoot a quarter of his shots from three-point range so that does give him some upside there Brandon Ingram has just been stuck at the $6,800 price tag last time out Zion has the big game he scores 33 fantasy points Ingram doesn't burn you he pretty much hits value at that point but the games before that there was foul trouble and he got injured so it's looking like he's not supposed to play 34 or 35 minutes a night when I think he's pretty much set in for 33 to 34 to 35 minutes a night at this point the matchup is tougher versus the former team for him the Lakers but it's still just a great price point you get a, a fantastic matchup even if Wendell Carter Jr. is in for a limited run for Steven Adams who when he's playing 30 minutes even 28 he's been highly effective over the last month what looks to be probably the best play in the entire slate as of right now for me is $6,600 Jalen Brown. Hard to just get over the fact that this is a guy going to average around 26% usage with no Kemba over a fantasy point per minute production, and he's going to play 33 plus minutes in this game. Yeah, the matchup against Portland is also favorable, right? No Damian Lillard against them, although not an elite defender by any means, but it's really, really a nice spot for Jalen Brown, who honestly should be $500 to $1,000 more expensive at this point, in my opinion. Um, next up, Serge Ibaka, a uh, 1.1 fantasy point per minute guy like him at center. Thad Young's just a fine option. And Carmelo is a guy who's just too cheap still. Um, they bump up all the other guys, and Carmelo slowly gets the bump. He's 6K. Sure, he's a fantasy point nine nine. Um, right now, fantasy point per minute producer with no Lillard on the court. He's a guy who on the season has not been that great over the last month of the season. Um, and it's just really just vintage Carmelo at this point. It's, it's a gross shot chart. You're shooting 26% at the rim, 26% from three point range. Okay. Those are the highest effective shots, but only half of your shots are being effective because the other 50% of your shots are in the mid range. Uh, 47% of your shots are in mid range right now. And 25% of those shots are coming from a long mid range. So instead of stepping back and taking a three or driving, you're getting the worst possible shot, a long mid range range jumper 
that's been his game his whole career, though. He hasn't evolved with the game, although he's gotten older with it. Um, yeah, so Carmelo, though, in this situation, looks fine uh, in the matchup. Damian Lee at 5,600 has a ceiling, surely. You've seen Kobe White ceiling the last two times out in the 40-point range, and then the past one at 45-plus fantasy points. Fine matchup first OKC for his skill set of just hitting the three ball at 5,600. If there's ownership on it, you can run away with the price point going up. If there's not, or if it's average ownership, I think it's fine to get to. Derrick Rose played 28 minutes. Um, he didn't do well, but at 5,600, he's going to project for around a 1.3 fantasy point per minute producer for me. So yes, I'm going to be absolutely fine getting to Derrick Rose. I'm not too worried about his one bad game. Daniel Tice at 4,900 against Portland. It's an okay spot projecting for around 26 minutes and he'll look good, but there's no reason you can't give him 28. BJ Washington should see 30 minutes of play. Tough match versus Indiana is my concern if he ends up being chalky. Juan Toscano Anderson has now played Big minutes in back-to-back games and has had two very good games for Golden State. Now, he's not going to be the same effect as a small forward power forward and should not see as much run if you get Chris back and namingly if you get Draymond Green back, but should still be a guy to at least look at if he's not garnering ownership. And finally, if Wendell Carter was not to return, I think Daniel Tice and Cristiano Felicio should both see somewhere around 22 plus minutes. Maybe they split 24 evenly. Gafford only played 22 in the last one, but he picked up five personal fouls, probably on place pace to play around 26 minutes so I think Gafford's the Chicago center if there's no Wendell Carter that would I choose I would choose in this one at just $3,600 I appreciate you all tuning into this video that is 21 players of interest of mine so far on a seven game slate I'll have about 50 to 55 in a player pool depending on how much value I seek out you can find that value and that type of player pool as well as my projections all over on Patreon linked up down below you could also click the little eye above the information pop out a little quarter bar sidebar whatever it is and then as you can see patreon linked up there also check out fantasy draft i'll link up their nba contests down below in the description my favorite is usually their thirty thousand pick and roll contest it is called it is 2x min cash then you also have a 13 percent to first it's a very nice balanced payout structure and again no rake so check all that out follow me on twitter as well for content updates as well as key statistics and things that i think are very interesting and important to know i'll post them over there so thank you so much appreciate it hit the subscribe button before you leave over on the uh, over on the podcast and the youtube channel my name's sal you already know that peace out gang i hope you enjoyed that podcast and before you go if i can get you to subscribe and follow the podcast download a few if you wish but if you enjoy this podcast if you can please subscribe helps me out help support it so thank you so much and i will see you in the next one